Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Council Chat. I am Becky Tuttle and it's my privilege and honor to be council member representing District 2 and this year I'm also serving as Vice Mayor for the City of Wichita and with me today is Council Member Brian Fry. How are you today Council Member? I'm fantastic. Had a great morning already and the afternoon's looking promising. Awesome. Good to hear. It was a crazy week. It's been a really busy week. It seemed like a long week this week. Yeah, it does. It just feels like it's been a long summer already, and these 100-degree days certainly don't make it go any quicker. Uh, But it just feels like it's been a very busy week, yes. Yeah, I I was chatting with a staff member earlier today, and one of the things I said is I think that, you know, in in 2020, obviously things were shut down. In 2021, I think people were halfway back, and now it seems like it's just full throttle. Oh, and I am not complaining No, I'm not either. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm much happier when I'm busy. Yeah, everybody's Uh, right back to where we were pre-COVID. Yeah, I so. get a little antsy when I'm bored, yeah. and so I always have to have something to look forward to. Yeah, um, I, it is with caution. Last week we were at the Cedric County Association of Cities mm-hmm. meeting. I talked about it a little bit on council chat last week, and the county did report that COVID numbers are up um, and that the hospitals are starting to get a little bit full again. So, you know, just encouraging everyone to use caution. If you haven't been vaccinated yet, please do. Um, you know, still kind of keep in mind social distancing, test if you think you're sick. So want to make sure that we don't go back to where we were in 2020 or 2021. Yeah, I hope we never go back to those days. Right, I agree. Well, we have a busy week next week, again, on council agenda. Um, we're going to be discussing one IRB in District 6. One of our goals, uh, our mission for the city of Wichita is to be an exceptionally well-run city, and one of the four prongs of that is to grow our economy. And so IRBs are just one of the tools that we have mm-hmm. in our economic development tool belt. Um, and this one is for Main Street Living. They will be redeveloping a formal office building into apartments and co-working space. I was excited to see um, some of the amenities that they're going to offer is a rooftop pool there's going to be a dog park which i know there's a need for downtown Uh, fitness center some storage it's about 19 million dollars and this has been vacant since 20 yeah so what's what's really great about this project is this is the old commerce bank building uh, at first in maine and um it's been vacant for a very long time meritrust just made a significant investment across the street uh when they took over the old Cargill headquarters and remodeled that building. And then uh, the old Sunflower Bank building on the caddy corner is getting redone, repurposed. And so you're seeing some new life and activity at that corner. Uh, And again, a long vacant building. Uh, This is a fantastic project. Again, more residential living downtown, which is great to see because we need that tax base down there. We need that vibrancy in our core. Um, And again, taking an empty building and repurposing. So um, again, kudos to the developers. I know it's taking a long time to get there. Um, We all wanted that to get repurposed quicker, but you've got to do what the market tells you to do. And the timing is now right. So it's an exciting project. Yeah, and I like the innovation. We met with them, I can't even remember how long ago. It's been quite a quite a while ago. But taking office space, which after COVID, again, you know, a lot of people have realized that they can work from different places. But taking it from office to be residential and then have the co-working environment. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be a great, one more great thing that's happening in our core of our city. Yeah, yeah we've got a lot of activity still happening downtown. Um, and we got some very nice things on the immediate horizon. I know uh, in two weeks we have the grand opening of the Health Science Center. That's right. And all the activity with that. So, uh, And it's important that we're having these discussions because last week the manager 
uh, brought forth the budget proposal mm-hmm. for next year, along with the 10-year CIP. And um, there's a lot in there, always. And this is the first public um, opportunity to see the proposed budget. And so over the next few weeks, um, we're going to have continued meetings with it. There'll be a public meeting in the evening in August. Um, so those that can't get away for a daytime meeting, there'll be an opportunity to come to the evening meeting and, and hear the budget proposal. Uh, again, a lot of capital needs between police substations, fire substations, some deferred maintenance for city, uh, Century 2. And um, so, and again, we can just continue to do streets and so forth, and parks and libraries. There's a lot in there to unpack. Um, but again, talking about those key things focus things that we have a well-run city a safe and secure community uh, public infrastructure that helps us live better that's what's in this budget yeah. and a lot of good things i always say that we make many important decisions here but for me the most important vote that i make every year is the budget vote mm-hmm. because where you allocate your treasure is a reflection of your values and i also want to take a moment just to pause and thank the community members who have been involved on august 5th we will 4th excuse me we will have that evening meeting where folks are, are welcome to come but um we presented the information at our district advisory boards we had right. a social media town hall we had our budget simulator that i just think is an incredible experience for community members to have a more intimate experience with the process that we follow and um, you know our finance department just does such a great job of helping us distill down this really large budget into something that's digestible and easier for us to understand (laughs) as council members but then also for the community to understand so uh, a a big shout out and kudos to thanks to our finance staff but also all all of our community members who have been involved and provided input yeah and you know i've been fortunate to be on council for the last seven years and prior to that i was on the dab for eight years and so I've been studying the city budget and going through this process for 15 years now and there's still things because <laughs> it's a very thick book yeah, and a absolutely. lot of detail that you have to get through and I still uh, am getting educated yeah absolutely right? every year is a new experience so, yeah and you always find something so it's uh, it's important process we definitely want our neighbors to continue to weigh in and tell us what's most important to them what do they want to continue to see the investments made? Um, you know, by and large, though, this most significant part of the budget is our people, yeah, the staff, staff that we have working here. When between our police, our fire, and our public works, that's almost seventy-five percent of the budget. Yeah. And you know, it's a very large city with fifty-two hundred lane miles and uh, five hundred police officers and three hundred firefighters. I mean, there's. There's a lot of bodies there to help make this a well-run city. And so uh, we don't have a lot of wiggle room when it comes to those extra elements of the budget, but that's where we need that neighbor input. So uh, one of the things, speaking of infrastructure, is the Amadon Street Bridge. This has been the subject of a lot of conversations. That bridge is needed replaced for a very long time. Uh, It's not an easy task to replace a bridge, especially one that has a lot of traffic. And then we're also seeing a lot of increased cost with materials and construction timelines. And so one of the things we'll have on the agenda Tuesday is just the, the opportunity for public works to deviate from that budget if the costs are coming higher than they need to. And it speeds up the process. doesn't mean there's more money going into the budget, but it allows them the authority 
to make that decision without having to go back through the whole council process again. And right now, time is money when it comes to construction. So that's really the purpose for that uh, agenda item. Uh, It's really not going to increase the budget any. It's just allow them flexibility in operating it. So, um, but the other thing that's been on uh, a lot of conversations is redistricting. It's not budget, but it does shape how money is spent in districts because each district has to be, by law, roughly the same size. And that's where we make a lot of our budget decisions and making sure each district is money's being spent equitably. There are six council, city council districts, and then we have one, um, the mayor is at large. And so just trying to make sure, like you said, the kind of essentially the pie is divided yeah. into six I mean, it's it's a very simple process it really, it really should be it's it's numbers it's making sure that each district is about the same size and they're compact that you're keeping neighborhood associations and hoas together and you're not splitting them apart and having them cross over two districts but i mean this is, has to be done every 10 years um, it's required by federal legislation legislation as a part of the census and it really is a simple issue of just making sure each district is roughly the same size in their compact and so we started that process by naming a committee to do that research and working with staff and now they're going to start putting together those maps and they had their first meeting Wednesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. That's what I was going to say. They had their first meeting on Tuesday. And it was more of, I attended, you attended, yep. and uh, Councilmember Blueball also attended. It was more of an introductory meeting. Um, you know, they, they introduced themselves to each other, told what they loved about Wichita, which yep. I appreciated. We always do that at my district advisory board. And then um, just kind of went over some basic logistics. Legal was there to help guide the process, as was Scott Wadel, who will be the staff, the main staff person. So it was just an opportunity, I think, for them to kind of understand understand the process kind of lay out some of the ground rules of what will be right. happening so the real work will begin um you know we have until the end of the year but i wouldn't anticipate that it'll take that long no. there's just a few minor changes right. mostly um some residents need to be taken from my district and moved into district three yeah and that may so, have to happen in district five yeah, too so. when you're looking at you have to kind of plan for those growth opportunities too because this is gonna be the the blueprint for the next 10 years And when you look at the city growth patterns and where those new rooftops are being built, it's District 2, it's District 5, and it's District 4. And right now, you have more than your fair share Mm -hmm. by representation. District 5 has a little bit more than our fair share. And, but you're seeing where that growth is. So you kind of have to account for that, too. So we'll probably see a little bit of adjustment in, in 5 and 4, probably more so in District 2. But, again, it, it's a simple matter of counting numbers. It has nothing to do with anything other than number of bodies. Absolutely. So... I'm excited to see the process. This is yeah. kind of a, you know, there are some things that happen when you're on council that will only happen one time. And yeah. this is a 10-year process, right. right? So even if I am, you know, blessed to serve another term, I still won't get to go through this process right. again. So I consider it really an honor, and, and I'm going to be monitoring the process and attending as many sure. of the meetings as I can because I'm learning as we go. This yeah. is something I've never done before. Yeah. So. And, and watching the county process, what they just went through, that went very smooth. And kudos to that committee Absolutely. for shepherding that through. I think they had one map and one vote, and it was unanimous. Yeah. I mean, and we should be so lucky, right? right? I hope that's the case. And we have three of the members who served on that committee right. serving on ours. So I yep. think it'll be helpful. They can bring some guidance yep. and some experience. So we also have something exciting this afternoon. Yeah. You and I will both be attending. Yep. Um, we're both members of the National Baseball Congress. We're on the board. Yep. Um, and so this afternoon we have 
our baseball museum unveiling later today. Wearing my baseball earrings for this reason to help <laughs> us celebrate. You got some um, pinstripes going on yeah, here too. I see. So I've heard that it's just phenomenal. That um, it's interactive. Also, yeah. it won't be stagnant. They'll have displays yep. that will be changing. So uh, I think you've probably been involved a, a great deal more than I have. You've actually been involved in the committee for the base, yeah. I've been uh, fortunate enough to serve on the baseball muse uh, the stadium oversight committee. I took over from Longwell when uh, he was no longer mayor. That spot needed filled, and so I did that. And then uh, served on the baseball museum steering That's committee. Right. Okay. And so um, we hired a, f- uh, a firm called Cambridge Seven, who partnered with local firm Schaefer Johnson Cox and Fry, and. They put together a very dynamic, interactive museum. And again, for the public to understand, this isn't just an NBC museum. It is a Wichita baseball museum. And so it speaks to the history of baseball in our community, and that includes uh, the Negro League and Wichita professional baseball, certainly NBC, and then most recently the wind surge too. So it's a combination of baseball history in Wichita. It's, you know, it's a confined space. It's not super large, so you can't put everything out there at once. It's going to have to rotate some exhibits. Which is good, though. Yeah, exactly. It. So that it's keeps, not stagnant. Keeps right? people coming back. Will there yep. be a nod to League 42? I know they're going to be present today as part of it because mm-hmm. I believe there's uh, some support for League 42 coming. Yeah. Um, but this is about more professional baseball and okay. and. Um, NBC and so forth. So, yeah. um, but it, and again, there's a lot of interactivity. So That's you'll great. you'll want to come back and see new things. Um, but today we get to unveil that. Um, it's great that the Wind Surge has a home stand right now. So um, fans are going to a Wind Surge game. will be able to go out and see the museum and really get their first tour of it. Uh, I'm excited for it, and I think this is the final piece of the stadium when we brought forth the stadium for the star bond project that had to include a, a museum experience and so the stadium's been finished and we've been enjoying wind surge games and and other events there um, but the one piece that was still remaining was that baseball museum and so now we get to f- push that through and then when you see the rest of the development happening around it it's just really an exciting place to be down there it's right now just one more great thing happening in our city sport, absolutely right? which helps our entire city so when people come from out of town for a game now they can also go to the museum yep so just one more one more amenity for our residents but then also for our visitors yeah. to our great city and there's a lot of great artifacts and again not all of them are going to be on display at this time we hope to rotate them out NBC did a great job cataloging and and pulling together all those artifacts. And so now we've got stories to tell for on and on, right? And so it's just not a one-time experience, so. So one of the other things that we um, will approve this next Tuesday will be your travel as well as Councilmember Johnson's travel for Leadership Kansas. And so I have not had the pleasure of having that experience. I went through Leadership Wichita in 2015 and, and truly loved it. And some of my favorite friends and colleagues um, were classmates with me. So um, as much as I loved Leadership Wichita, I imagine Leadership Kansas is even a richer and, and yeah. more unique experience so anything you want to share any highlights that you've really enjoyed it really is a great experience I too am a graduate of leadership Wichita but that was years ago <laughs> and um, so now going through leadership Kansas it it really is a great exposure to our state and 
all the different challenges and opportunities and possibilities that we have. And we get the opportunity to uh, visit Pittsburgh, Hayes, Garden City, Kansas City, you know, all across the state and get a real deep dive in the quality of life issues, the economic challenges, workforce issues that every part of the state. But at the same time, we get to celebrate all the good richness and exciting things that our state has to offer. And these have been some real eye openings. I th- I'm a lifelong Kansan. And I thought I really knew my state. And then I get on this and learn about things that I had no idea. Leavenworth just was an amazing experience. I had no idea what they're doing up there and just walked away from that so proud of our state. What we're contributing to not only our nation's military experience, but the world's. And so just really eye-opening. And for me and Councilmember Johnson to go through this experience together, uh, we just had the Wichita sessions uh, last month and he and i you know we're like wichita proud you know we're really trumpeting our city but then we go to garden city or lawrence and we hear that same experience and pride in yeah. place for those residents just really makes you proud to be a kansan so it's been a phenomenal opportunity i hope you get that opportunity to go I through it you deserve it um, everyone deserves that opportunity to get yeah. through this class if they can it's it's a, lo- a lot of time a lot of time, but it's definitely worth it. And the networking, I know when I went through Leadership Wichita, as I mentioned, you know, some of my favorite colleagues and friends came from that experience. So just the opportunity. I, I had an opportunity a couple of years ago to do a statewide experience through the Sunflower Foundation and got to meet people from all across the state, visit all across the state. Yeah. And, and again, those opportunities are just not only helped me as an individual, but then the knowledge and connections that I made, hopefully I'm bringing to the table in the work that I do now. Yeah, and the, the whole idea behind this is to mobilize and gather resources to continue to compete against our neighbors. Sure. You know, Kansas has challenges, but we also have opportunities and possibilities. And how do we rise up the leadership throughout the state to make us a better state and develop that next level of leadership? And so, uh, again, it's been a great experience. We're about halfway done through the class. We still have about four more months to do, but... Um, it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, that next week I'll have to be out of town for a little bit, so yeah. it'll be uh, some time away. But it's it's all part of it. We always look forward to when you come back to hear <laughs> from you and Councilmember Johnson what you yep. learned and and what you ate and what you drank. I'm also hearing a lot oh, about yeah. that. So yep. th- it sounds like a, just a fantastic experience. So yep. thank you for representing. Uh, the absolutely, city. no, it's been great. So. Well, so. we've, we've gone uh, probably over our time limit today. I could feel I could talk to you for hours on this stuff when we're talking about our city because we have so much passion for our community. We both do. And, uh, it's, you know, if you meet either one of us, you'll see that pretty clear that we love talking about Wichita. But I think for this purpose, we probably ought to wrap this up Can I put quick. in one more shameless <laughs> plug, though? Absolutely. So um, I think everybody who knows me knows one of my passion areas for the city is the Greater Wichita YMCA. Not only do we have just an, a phenomenal um, mm-hmm. um, program as far as facilities, but also the philanthropic work that they do. Um, and so this weekend, um, one of the things I started years ago before I was in council is at their Bolathon um, having um, some special teams. And tomorrow for the Bolathon for the Greater Wichita YMCA, the city and county will be joining against state elected right. officials. And so you'll be on my team as long as, as well as Chairman David Dennis and um, Vice Pro Tem Sarah Lopez, and then several state 
representatives and state senators and yeah. we're going to bowl and we're going to see who can win the state elected officials or the city county elected officials so i haven't bowled since this event last yeah, year uh, same so here. i'm probably not <laughs> going to be the one who's saving the day for our team no. but um just again one of the many amenities i i always say when i do this when people say there's nothing to do in which i always say come sit next to me and let's have a conversation because yeah. there's yeah. more to do than we could ever do all right. Well, good plug. And uh, thank you for joining us on Council Chat. Um, be sure to tell your neighbors and friends about this opportunity to follow us uh, on this opportunity because um, there's always good conversation and, and good things you can learn. And you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.